You're listening to the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey, a leading multi-platform audio content and entertainment company. Listen on the Odyssey app. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Futures Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Burbridge. Today we're discussing a topic near and dear to my heart, and one a lot of you marketers are sleeping on, the power of audio. And who better to have as a guest than Paul Suchman, the CMO of Odyssey, official sponsor of the ANA Podcast Network. Paul and I unpacked why, despite audio's popularity among consumers, advertisers are still hesitant to fully embrace the channel. We also dove into one of my favorite subjects, the magic behind good sound design. And stick around as Paul sets the record straight about what he feels is the greatest band of all time. You'll be grateful that you did. Everybody, we are back in the ANA Marketing Futures Podcast virtual studio, and I have a very, very special guest today. Please help me welcome to the pod Paul Suchman, the CMO of the ANA Podcast Network sponsor, Odyssey. Paul, thank you so, so much for taking time to be with us today. Michael, thanks for having me. We uh, so value our partnership with the ANA, and I'm just excited to be here. So thank you for having me, and thanks to the ANA for for being such a great partner to Odyssey. Honestly, it is a a complete pleasure. I couldn't agree more. It's been a great partnership. But we're just going to jump into this because we've got a lot of ground to cover today. And we're talking about the audio channel in general, but we're going to really tackle a, a, a number of different kind of POVs into it. And I'd like to start by kind of tapping into your uh, impressive history in the agency world. And if you want to unpack that a little bit for our listeners, that'd be fantastic. But now as the CMO of the multi-platform audio company Odyssey, why do you think there's been such an underinvestment in the audio ad space by major brands, despite a lot of evident potential in driving revenue through the channel? It is a great question. And it is a question that we discuss with our advertising partners all the time. And our partners are, are the brands themselves. And it's the agencies who buy on behalf of those brands. And it absolutely is something that needs to be addressed. What we see is about, if you look at the total consumption of media in the marketplace by human beings, over 30% of media consumption is audio, is happening Mm -hmm. on audio. Yet 9, 10, 11% of media dollars go towards audio. So it is absolutely out of whack. I feel in my role, you know, it is a privilege and to serve as the CMO of Odyssey. It's one of those jobs you wake up in the morning and and I get excited about it. But I feel like there's there's really there's two parts to my job. I need to be a champion for brand Odyssey, but I also need to be a champion for the audio medium. And as I talk to my peers across the other audio companies, they feel the same way. We need to be constant champions for what makes audio so great. And so so the question is why is it out of whack? We think about that a lot. You know, one of the reasons may be that there is a visual media myth. There is a perception that you need to see it in order to believe it. Uh, mm-hmm. and that visual media works best with consumers. But we know that there's a reason people are consuming so much audio. They trust it. 
They love it. There's accessibility to it. There's compatibility with it. It's with you wherever you want to be. So we know that that's not true. There's also um, a myth that needs to be debunked around performance. For the longest time, radio, capital R radio, was perceived as the ultimate reach medium, reaching virtually every American every day. And it still does. But now, now that audio truly is multi-platform, now that we have so much first-person data, we're delivering it over the stream, we're delivering podcasts, and even the attribution that can happen over the air radio, we know that radio, the value proposition is no longer just reach and frequency. It's reach, frequency, and precision. And in fact, we put out thought leadership twice a year, and we focused one of our more recent, uh, we call it the state of audio, and we focused one of our most recent additions on the funnel itself and showing how audio performs at every level of the funnel. So I think, you know, there are preconceived notions about visual media. There is a job that we need to do as an industry to show and consistently show how audio delivers as a performance media. And we know that the, the media mixes need to be rebalanced and, and, and we need to continue to be champions of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think I would add on to that as somebody come kind of from the outside. I think that the distribution of advertising and the placement of advertising is finally catching up to kind of some of its cohorts in the video space, or at least the perception, because the more programmatic can play a role in the audio channel, I think that this idea of its viewing it as purely broadcast can change, because I think that that is a perception that needs to change uh, for marketers to really get the most out of this channel. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I, I would even take that a step further that it's not an either or. Like your audio investment shouldn't just be broadcast or podcasts or on the stream. It's an and. Mm. You have to think about audio like the entire spectrum of the multi-platform universe and invest across that. And then you have audio working every single level of the funnel and not only working that, but making the rest of your media plan so much more efficient and performance-based. So you, you're preaching to the choir, Michael. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure. I've got an expert on the line, and I wanted to kind of run some of my uh, observations from the outside by you. So we're going to switch a little bit here, but not really, because we're talking about something that's been gaining a lot of steam for very good reason in past years, and that is attention metrics. We talk a lot about awareness and engagement, but attention is something that is oddly, uh, at least in times uh, immemorial, not been discussed, but recently been gaining a lot of steam in the marketing world. Dentsu, a global agency network, just recently released a groundbreaking study on this very topic. Uh, and we've kind of had some discussions about this before, but for our readership, would you mind unpacking some of the more surprising findings in this report and their potential impact on the media landscape? Absolutely. And Dentsu is such a forward-thinking organization. Mm -hmm. The research team is, is really, really, really good. And there was a the hypothesis, and it's not a new hypothesis, but the hypothesis was that human beings are just exposed to so much content all day long. In some cases, 4,000 and more messages a day are coming at 
a consumer. And those messages may be news, they may be entertainment, they may be sports, and there's advertising messages coming at them day in and day out. And so what Dentsu did when we were part of this study is they looked to publishers to get hold of their media, to provide assets so that they could test audio. They wanted to test the audio platform the same way that they test a visual platform, a true apples to apples comparison of audio versus video. And the goal was to help marketers understand what you're getting out of those impressions. Are they empty calorie impressions or are they attention impressions? And what the study, the study proved what we knew. Um, and we were thrilled with the results because it was real validation for the work that we and, and our peer sets across the audio industry are doing every day. But radio and podcasting came out on top, proving to be a stronger channel for driving attention than video, TV, social media, et cetera. I mean, that is really groundbreaking. Um, and again, that debunks the myth that we just talked about that see you need to see it to, to be engaged with it. Another finding that really came out that we thought was interesting was that audio drives almost two times more attention than TV and video, right? If you just isolate TV and video versus audio, two times more attention. And we know at a fraction of the CPM. So more attention at a more efficient cost. And the third finding that I found just really interesting, amazing, and, and quite frankly, validating in the study was that audio just doesn't capture attention, but it also drives better brand recall. And the Dentsu study talks about how uh, a 67% lift in brand choice compared to the norms through people exposed to advertising uh, through audio. So really amazing study. Yeah, absolutely. And after we had kind of gone over that initially, you know, if, if you're not thinking about it, that might be surprising, but I kind of sat with it and really through my own experiences validated that. And I think that part of the notion is we're being bombarded, like you said, so much content, so many messages that audio is a more focused message. The brain's not crisscrossing as much as it is when it's seeing smash cut videos and the messaging and the this and the that. This is at least my little hypothesis is that there is a more peaceful, slightly more focused level of engagement when I'm listening to an ad on a podcast than when I'm seeing that 30 second spot, uh, you know, in the latest thing that I'm streaming on on any given platform. So, yeah, it really does. When you sit with it a minute, it really does met out um, as making a lot of sense, these findings. If I can digress for just one second, Michael, and Please. get a little bit nerdy, I want to talk about neuroscience. Oh, you're in the right place, my friend. So we did a study earlier in the year to what you said. Yes, it garners more attention. But the question is why? And, you know, audio is the only medium that you can actively consume and be actively engaged with while you're absolutely doing something else. Mm -hmm. When you're running, when you're driving, when you're cooking, when you're lying with your eyes closed, when you're with friends, it is the only medium that you can actually be paying attention to while you're paying attention to something else. And 
we wanted to understand why. And we did some neuroscience research and it was really interesting research. We actually exposed people to audio content and they had devices on so we could measure, you know, we could measure the biorhythms as they were consuming this media. And what we found was that when people were actively attention focused on audio, the body, the brain would release chemicals. They would release serotonin, oxytocin, and dopamine in the same composition that gets released when you are doing something super enjoyable, like getting a hug from somebody you love. That's the audio effect. And that has something to do with it. So all of these studies, people like the why behind it is the impact that audio has on us, how audio makes us feel the trust we have. It's, it's, it's all a part of it. And that's, you know, th that gets into audio superpowers. And I know, you know, maybe we'll hit on that in a little bit, but that is, um, you know, I think that's the, the why behind this. I'm well, then I'm glad I brought it up because that's, that's fantastic. Neuroscience in the world of marketing is one of my favorite, favorite topics. So when we can add it in unexpectedly, I am just uh, tickled pink for it. So thank you so much for bringing that to the conversation. The Certified ANA Marketing Professional or CAMP program is a rigorous 35-hour online certification program developed specifically with the ANA marketer in mind. Covering the entire marketing process from brand strategy and activation to marketing implementation across digital and analytic platforms, CAMP represents the full spectrum of the marketing universe. To begin your certification, go to ANA.net slash CAMP future. We talked a little bit at the top of this episode about some marketers having this kind of misconception, not really considering this as much as they maybe should into their media mix, but that certainly isn't every brand. So could you provide some insights into some brands that have already optimized their media plans with audio and seen the results from it? Yes, absolutely. And as an audio platform, we get to work with the agencies and we get to work with the brands directly. And that that relationship, that triangular relationship between platform, brand and agency, that's where you can really dive into brands and see what's working and see what's not working. So we talked about this, this uh, state of audio that we put out twice a year, this thought leadership. And the most recent edition focused on, as I said before, audio's effectiveness across the funnel. And we looked at brands across the funnel. So I'll share a couple of examples with you. At the top of the funnel, uh, a great example is Instagram. So we helped them implement a campaign called Discovering Our Identity. It was targeted at Gen Z, and it was, it was using Odyssey's influencers over the air, on the stream, podcasting influencers to share their own experiences about finding their identity, about being comfortable with their identity, about being able to speak about their identity. We did podcast takeovers. We did targeted streaming to Gen Z adults. And what it did was we saw it touching millions and millions of Gen Zers at the top of the funnel, doing what you want, a broad brand building important emotional message campaign to do. So that's an example up at the top. When you get into that middle funnel, right? When you get into that consideration, right? You know, mm -hmm. so I know every, you know, I know all the brands out there, but I need to consider, I need to find some preference. We do a lot of work with the automotive industry. 
in that space. And, and, and automotive is a category that has always invested well and seen smart returns from audio. So we worked with Hyundai. And what we did was we, we teamed up with them. We wanted to help drive purchase consideration for their fleet of EVs um, and the latest features around their, their electric vehicles. So we took, we took advantage of the total platform, right? It was AM, FM, it was podcasts, it was streaming to reach those audiences. And because it was over the air and digital, we were able to target cohorts that Hyundai was going after with real, real precision. And what we saw from the campaign was an over seven point lift in purchase attempt and almost an 11% jump in favorability among female listeners. And that is one of the cohorts because what, what Hyundai is, is, is recognizing is that the car purchase process is increasingly becoming more female driven, more female decided. And that's a cohort that the Hyundai brand needed to get into that consideration set with. So to jump almost 11 points through an audio campaign was really, really powerful. And we could deliver those results to them. And Hyundai's a believer. Down at the bottom of the funnel, right? Like purchase, like getting into that sales. That's where we see a lot of our retail brands play, like our FMCG type brands. So a great mm -hmm. example is New Balance, the, sh the shoe company. And they had a shoe that they were launching. It was called the 2WXY, their V3 basketball sneaker. And they turned to us. So we 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 obviously have a big footprint in sports. Odyssey, that's, that is definitely one of our cornerstones. Clearly. They reached our sports podcast network to find Gen Z basketball fans who were interested in both performance of shoes and absolute, you know, standout trends that you want. You want that swag from your shoe as well. No doubt. And what the, the campaign delivered was a 342% return on their ad spend. And we could see it. We could see the sales attributed to it. It was, it was uh, you know, to use a basketball metaphor, it was a slam dunk. There you go. Had to do it. Had to do it. That it, <laughs> and you can you can do that once you deliver three hundred plus ROI. You're no 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 pun is uh, out of out of bounds. And look, we have we have plenty of stories about that. But you know, we thought in the state of audio, for the sake of this conversation, showing a a, a brand at the top of the funnel who is putting out a really important societal message is a great place for audio. Showing a brand that is trying to change behaviors. You know, Hyundai is, is a fairly newcomer in a, in a mature category. Showing how they could use audio to affect purchase intent, uh, particularly among a very hard to reach, hard to convince cohort was a great success story. And then at that bottom of the funnel, you know, those retail type brands, they just continue to perform there over and over and over again. I love it. I, I absolutely love when our episodes can leave something really concrete for our listeners to take away. And you've really done it at every step of the funnel. So I think that that is just fantastic. And thank you on behalf of our listeners, because that is, you know, you've given kind of a rubric to think about how audio can fit does, depending on what your prioritization of needs are. Okay. So I think I've been pretty professional at to this point, but now we're getting into me being really, really selfish because the next topic is something very near and dear to my heart. I am a sound designer and a music producer in my second life. So I am super, super excited to jump into this next topic, the importance of audio creative 
from a really sound design and, and really thinking it through beyond just throwing a catchy tune behind some crisp copy. How does Odyssey ensure that its audio ads have the perfect mix of sound design, brand mentions, sonic branding, and scripting? There's a lot of balance to achieve there. And how does Odyssey help its partners along that road? So we talked about at the beginning, you know, why brands are not investing the way they need to invest in audio, that there is this visual bias. What audio as just an advertiser, as a creative medium, as a palette to paint on, you are not limited to visual bias, right? There is no visual there. So audio does the job. And our creatives think about that. They don't have visuals to paint the picture. So it all becomes the different levers that you can pull in audio creative. And there's a lot of, you know, I, I mentioned the word superpower. There's a lot of superpowers there, right? And what we think about when we're working with our ad partners and developing content, right? It's it's great scripts, right? You know, it's not just taking a video script or a TV script and shortening it down for a radio script. And and there was a time in, you know, in 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 advertising where that's what was done. But mm -hmm. actually creating and writing scripts that work for the medium is incredibly important. Finding those right voices, finding the right mix of sound effects and sound design, pairing it with the right music. Sonic branding, as you just mentioned, making sure that brands are thinking about not just how does their brand look and how does their brand speak, but how does their brand really sound, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that's a logo at the end or that sound effects that, you know, at different customer touch points, you know, how a brand sounds has never been more important. And so we, we think about all of those elements in making great audio creative. And we don't take it lightly, the fact that, you know, audio has some attributes that it wins on. People trust audio. People really love audio. People love the host. People love the show. People tune in for that content every day. They make it part of their daily rituals. So finding not just creating the great creative, but putting that creative in the right environments is just as important. So it's about making that great work and making sure it goes into those right environments. Absolutely. And I think that one thing you touched on, and I, I'm now remembering, it's kind of when radio gave way to TV, there was a sort of lament of like, you know, when I'm listening to an interview or the, the adventures of Superman, it's my version of what's going on based on the cues from the audio. And when it's video, you are kind of told this is it and this is that. Like you create a beach and it's everybody's favorite beach in their mind versus the closest consensus to nice beach that can be visually presented. So I think that there's a lot of potential there where it might be seen as limitations initially. I really think it's the exact opposite and then uh, you touched on very obviously the relationship with a host. I think that in a world of micro content, what other influencers have their audiences for 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, 120 minutes at a go? And I don't think that you can undervalue that if you spent all day trying to. And by the way, to that point, Everything I just said about script, voices, sound effects, visual, you know, audio, like how your brand sounds, when you bring a host into it and the host takes hold of that brand, 
all of that goes away. The, the, the combines of a 30 second spot go away. And that's why pairing brands to these live reads and these like, you know, in content opportunities, it's really important to find the right host to the right brand because and, and, and then not constrain that host with with a script to read. You may want a live read. But we have found that those are very effective just because of the, the host's trust, the host's equity transitions into the brand. But you need a host who really believes in that brand and you need to give them the freedom to talk about what that brand means for them functionally, emotionally, what that brand does for them. And those are the brands that win. And by the way, for marketers, that may not be the easiest thing to do because mm -hmm. you're putting lots of controls around your brand, whether it's brand safety or brand guidelines or brand architectures. But when you give your brand to that host and let that host make it their own, magic can happen. Yeah, obviously. And like all of those things you said, very, very important to a brand. It's But you can tell when a host is reading an ad that they were told they have zero input in and they are to read the ad and they are to hit the marks. There's no hiding it. You can be the most charismatic person. You can be the best actor on the planet. There's no hiding when a host has been put into a small box and not given one inch of creative freedom on an ad. I'm just saying that as a podcast listener, forget a host. Absolutely. And look, again, when we were talking about multi-platform, having your brand live on air, having it live in a stream, having it live in podcasts, that that's true for formats. Like there is a role for a well-designed, well-manufactured piece of advertising creative that leverages mm -hmm. all the superpowers. There's a role for the live host read. There's a role for in a sports program. You know, this, this segment is sponsored by this brand. There is a role for that. And then there's also a role for that intimacy. Yeah. And all of them working together, that's where the performance happens. Paul, as this is the Marketing Futures podcast, I'd like to hit you with a couple of futures flavored questions, if you don't mind. Please. All righty. I would probably lose my job if I didn't talk about AI for uh, at least a few minutes on every podcast this year. So from your perspective, how does Odyssey harness AI's potential in content discovery to make a win-win for both the listeners and the advertisers? This is a topic, you know, we think about AI a lot. We also go back to what makes audio, what makes radio so special, that live, local, deep human connection. Human connection is incredibly important. But it's equally important to embrace AI and to embrace a, a, a future where intelligence comes from artificial beings. Um, so for us, we're thinking about it in lots of different ways. There's a lot of data out there now. Now that we have become truly multi-platform, we have so much more data on the consumption of audio, what people are consuming, when they're consuming it, where they're consuming it, how they're consuming it, like the devices they're on, where they physically are, the times of day they're consuming it. And we're able to use AI to start to really think about that, to take all of that data and deliver a better listening experience. Because we know somebody is waking up 
and listening to over-the-air radio. We know that when she gets in her car, she's putting on a podcast. We know during the day that she's consuming certain types of playlists. We know what's happening in the, in the evening. So when we look at our app, when we look at the Odyssey app, we are now able to take that person and provide her with a lot better listening recommendations, not just playlists that other people who may like have the same zip code, age, gender, like are listening to, but what that person, we are able to take a huge audio universe of content and make it for one person. So that's, you know, really, really interesting. At the same time, we're also able to be a lot more precise in who our audiences are as an aggregate and provide better insights to our advertisers. We know our audience really well. So if Hyundai is looking for a female buyer in a certain part of the country that may be listening to audio at a certain time of the day in, uh, you know, whether it's in a smart speaker, in their car, over their laptop, you know, AI is giving us those kinds of clues. So we're able to provide a better listening experience because we have more data and we're able to provide a better advertising experience. And we're using AI to help us think through all of the different possibilities and to be very, very precise for a listener and very, very precise and prescriptive for an advertiser. That's great. And yeah, and I you make a really good point. One of the benefits, I know we always often talk about this glut of trillions of pieces of content out there being a really overwhelming experience, but with the right technology and the right discipline and findings, you can put a nuanced experience together better than you ever possibly could before with that glut of options out there. So where you can really get it, like you said, this ocean of content uh, to a channel of one person. And it's exactly what they're looking for, which obviously makes them much more accepting and warm toward, you know, the advertising that allows that to be a possibility. Yeah. And look, you know, for advertisers too, you're able to version advertising Right. Not just and we're not talking banner ads. We're talking audio. You're able to mm -hmm. audio to be very, very precise and prescriptive to who a person would be that would be listening to it, where they are, what time of day it is, what kind of mind state they might be in and deliver advertising. That's going to have a better and better and better chance of breaking through, resonating and moving that human being down that funnel. hundred percent. Now, I know we spoke a little bit about how marketers are lagging on utilizing audio channels for advertising, but it is still a very, very quickly, quickly growing area. Uh, just in the podcast space alone, uh, 2022 figures were around 1.73 billion US. And in 2024, uh, those are expected to surpass 2.5 billion dollars. And I'm sure that the, that range kind of changes from where you look, but that is still a, an absolutely huge boom. So with the rapid growth and evolution of the audio space, especially taking into consideration all of these new developments powered by AI, what are some future trends that you foresee in the next five years? First, I'll say what's old is new again. I think we talked about some of the attributes where audio uniquely wins, trust and love. 
Mm. Those are words not to be taken lightly. And I think, you know, we live in a increasingly bifurcated, challenging world. There's societal issues, there's political issues, there's health issues, there's economic issues, there's environmental issues. And more and more and more, people are going to become uh, very particular about the media they consume. And they are going to turn to media they trust and they love and they rely upon. And that's a good thing for audio. Um, so I think that, you know, those, those, those attributes are becoming scarcer in the world and people will go to places where they believe that they um, are getting those kinds of relationships with the media they consume and audio will win. I also think another trend in audio is talent. We, we see it now and I think it's going to continue to happen. Talent is moving fluidly across media. You see actors becoming podcasters. You see writers becoming podcasters. You see athletes going over the air radio. You see celebrities having streaming channels. You And, and they move fluidly between these media. Um, we have the opportunity to work with many of these talent across all sorts of different professions. And the one thing that we hear, whether that person is an actor or that person is an athlete or that person is an author or that person is a chef, is that what audio gives them is this intimacy and this connection to audiences because they can speak in long form that they don't get in other media. It really is a two-way, deep, engaging media. And I think that you're going to continue to see lots of talent flow into audio and audio will become part of their portfolio. And then I, I think another trend, we, we talked about this before, about the ability to serve an audio universe to a party of one. I think that that value proposition is going to become more real and more real. And I love playlists, but playlists get kind of boring after a while. When you start to be able to have an audio universe of over-the-air programs, of streaming stations, of playlists, of podcasts that are built for me, that's very powerful. And I think you're going to start to see that. So I think that's trend. I got one more for you if we, if we have hit me. You know, we're really moving into this age of screenless computing hmm. and touchless computing. Think about getting in the car. You get in the car now and a lot of it is voice control. And you're going to continue to see a human being's relationship with a with a machine, with a device is going to become very voice generated. That's a good thing for audio. The way brands sound, the way brands speak to you, the way audio has a role in that relationship is going to become more and more prevalent. Love that. And as an audiophile, I am here for it. So before we pivot to some questions that we ask all of our guests here at the Marketing Futures podcast, if our listeners are as excited as I am about the evolution of the audio channel, what are some ways to get in touch with Odyssey, to keep up with what you're up to, and to see uh, what's next for you, Paul Suchman? Absolutely. So I hope everybody listening wants to learn more about audio. We'd also love your listeners, ANA members, to subscribe to our thought leadership, to subscribe to our insights. Uh, I spoke about our state of audio. It's coming live right now, our next edition of State of Audio. Um, that will be a really good one, too. These are real, real 
thought leading, thought provoking pieces, but they also have very pragmatic how to, why to, when to about audio. So we'd love everybody to subscribe to that and get themselves a copy of that. Um, and then, of course, they can just reach out. And most importantly, listen to our content. Enjoy mm -hmm. us on the air. Download the app. Tune into our podcasts. We love it. We absolutely love it. And just for the record, the Marketing Futures podcast, every episode streaming on the Odyssey platform right now. As I said, we ask all of these questions of all of our guests. The first one is open-ended by design. Paul, what are your thoughts on diversity, equity, and inclusion? It is inextricably linked to the marketing profession. If you look at any organization, at least any organization that I have been part of, marketing always seems to be the most diverse organization. It attracts gender. It attracts race. It attracts age. It attracts different opposing views. And having all of that together is what makes marketing so good. Having different perspectives, having different views, creativity, being a little bit different, being a little bit focused on what makes you special. And I think that marketing as a, as a discipline has always been a magnet and a welcoming place for people of color, people of different origin, people of different faith, people of different uh, mindset. And, you know, I think that it will continue to do that. And as marketers, it is our role to embrace that and to and to be champions of that relentlessly. Um, and by the way, in audio, you're even seeing it. You're seeing more diverse voices coming out. You're seeing younger voices. You're seeing more diverse voices, and that's a great thing. So for me, uh, being a marketer in the audio space, it is part of what we do. It is inextricably linked, and it's incredibly important. Incredibly well said. I could not agree with you more on that. All right, Paul, I ask this of everybody, but this is an audio-based podcast episode, so incredibly relevant here. Now, sometimes this is the easiest question for our guests. Sometimes it's the one they need to spend the most time thinking about. Paul Suchman, CMO of Odyssey. What is your favorite album of all time and why? I'm going to hedge. I'm going to I'm going to answer the question, but I'm going to hedge. I'm going to tell you what the playlist that's on my mind right now. And, and we, we entertain a lot. And when we're entertaining, there is uh, a Yacht Rock playing. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but there is something about Yacht Rock, tequila, rosé, barbecue, friends. It is a wonderful soundtrack. So I am still in that mode. Getting to the greatest album of all time gets you to, the, you know, it's essentially what's your favorite band of all time. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's, 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 you know, it's all opinion, right? There's no correct answer. The correct answer is actually the Grateful Dead. There is a correct answer. And for me, you know, the Grateful Dead is obviously a live band. So you listen to a lot of their, their shows. Oh, but yeah. to me, an album that I have always loved by them was Working Man's Dead. Um, mm. 1970, and it was really their transition from psychedelic rock to just being the great American band, just Western music. There is such a transition of sound there, and it is, some of the songs are just so spectacular on that album. I, I listen to it often. So that's my favorite album is The Working Man's Dead. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. And I can remember being a teenager. We had a, an amphitheater against a mountain and my friends would go and I would go sneak behind the back, back, back gate so that we could listen to Rat Dog, which is an iteration of a lot of the, the members of the Grateful Dead. That's one of my first music, live music memories is sitting behind the behind the behind the nosebleeds. But still that amphitheater and that that. um the set like the audio just oh my goodness yeah so fantastic couldn't agree more great 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 choice for for both and i love it and it you know it's 2023 so i am now playlists i've really got to allow for music to evolve and for the answers of our guests to evolve so i'm gonna allow both that's a first time for the uh, podcast, so well done. Typically, I do a death round of pick one, but we're going to let it slide because it's a, a very good thing. And I'm, I'm actually feeling if, if the weather's still nice by the time I'm uh, out, my commute home is going to be a Yacht Rock fueled one. So we'll know every song, every word. And, you know, it's funny, like, you know how different smells are different? Different smells can take you back to something. Mm -hmm. Sound does that, too. Okay. And I some of these songs that are played on Yacht Rock and it takes me back to being a kid at the pool with my mom and my brother and just these songs were like on the radio she would be listening to them and 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 you know it, it it's, there's a few of them I, I can just visualize what it makes me think of so there's a real fondness there for me I love it and I'm of the opinion that no season has more of a definitive sound than the summer. At least that's just to me. That's from personal uh, personal experience and opinion. So let's close it up with a listener recommendation. What are you listening to now, whether it's an artist, a song, a podcast, or a book, and why? So I am a big radio consumer. I get to listen to a lot of radio. I'm on the Odyssey app, going from morning shows, going into our sports programs, uh, a podcast that we just launched that I think is fantastic. It's called Say More with Dr. Sheila. And it stars Amy Poehler. It's a scripted podcast. And each episode has guests on it that you will know that you will love. She plays a fictional therapist. Um, and it is really laugh out loud funny. Um, it breaks the format for traditional podcasts, I think, because it is a scripted podcast. And again, this is an example of an incredible talent moving fluidly from media to media to media. I believe it's Amy's first foray into podcasts, and it is it's 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 exceptional, exceptional work. So I'm listening to that, and uh, back to the Grateful Dead for a moment. I have a son who's in college. He plays guitar, and I play guitar. And we're learning three songs. He also likes the Grateful Dead. And we're learning three songs so that when he comes home over Thanksgiving, uh, we can jam a little bit together. That is so cool, man. That is so, so cool. I, I absolutely love that. Paul, this has been a fantastic conversation. We covered a lot of ground. I got to indulge in my uh, audiophile interests, so I could not be happier. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Marketing Futures Podcast. Thanks for having us and thanks for being a great partner to Odyssey. Feelings mutual, my friend. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Futures Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us next week as we're joined by Aaron Burkhardt, Creative Strategy Director at StoryHorse. The Marketing Futures Podcast airs Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. 
If you have a topic or guest you'd like to hear on the pod, shoot us a note at marketingfutures at ana.net. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, find what you need to future-proof your brand at ana.net slash futures. This has been a presentation of the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey.